excited to muse on the mic. I'm Riley. And I'm Emily. Thanks so much for joining us again. We hope everyone likes the video, subscribes to the channel, join us on the Patreon, and follow us on social media, which is all linked below in the caption. So I'm going to start with a little introduction for those that might be new to the videos to the channel. Welcome, welcome. Um, we are owners of a spicy, happy ending massage parlor in Toronto, Canada that has been open for 14 and a half years. And uh, as girl bosses in a male dominated industry, we are here to kind of tell some of our inside scoop and the stories and behind the scenes and all the all the hits and the misses. <laughs> That's what today is. And that is the title of today's episode. I think um I think this is gonna be a hilariously great one. We have we have some tales, Riley. <laughs> yeah. We've been prepping for this adorable. episode. It's like Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was going to say we're ador adorable and ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, even prepping for this episode, going through the list, we went from like, what are we going to talk about today to like, okay, the list is long enough. Like there's so many, <laughs> so many stories to tell, especially when it comes to the hits and the misses. It's true because I think it's great that we have this list in general, because it shows that we are not afraid to try new things, that we always learn a lesson from our failures. That we don't take failures too seriously in the sense that we don't like get in our feelings about it. We've learned all those lessons long ago. Um, but also the the humanity behind the fact that we fuck up sometimes. <laughs> we have some great fuck ups. A lot. <laughs> and I think for us, we do we do it royally. Like there's no little fuck up. We're like, that was a mess. <laughs> yeah. But our hits are just as like on point because when we nail something. Yo, <laughs> we, we, we cause we cause waves, we ruffle feathers, the whole world knows about it. <laughs> so I think starting off our, our fails and, and our misses for sure um, brings me and my memory right to day one. Opening day, June 3rd, 2009. <laughs> Nervous little Nellies we were, dressed up all to the nines, very slutty and very overly glamorous for 8 30 in the morning um but the day itself was an absolute fail because we were supposed to open two days prior on june 1st all of our advertising all of our hyping up kept being like june first june first june first yeah. and lo and behold we submitted all of our paperwork for licensing two days later than we should have to make June 1st happen. So we had to, at the last minute, scramble around and bump opening dates June 3rd, which <laughs> pissed us off so much. I remember that ruffling our nerves completely. Hindsight, it's hilarious because, man, we should have just slept for those two extra days because there wasn't going to be sleep for a while after. <laughs> but there we were thinking we had this grand opening day and we can't even submit like paperwork on time like I, I'm not naturally blonde but we're two of the blondest flakiest people <laughs> we wing everything like nothing <laughs> goes as planned and I mean listen it comes down to even our license renewal each year like we've been doing this for four it's going on 15 years you'd think we'd know it's always last minute it's always like <laughs> oh my god are we gonna get it in on time we just we just don't learn some lessons <laughs> we don't learn we're so forgetful and like 
you would think even technology would help us. Like I set reminders in my phone yeah. about the license and I'll be in the middle of something, swipe that away. And there that goes, it's gone from my brain. I, I don't know if it's anywhere in the universe, but it's gone. <laughs> it's gone from my surroundings and it's always a bad dash. So every time our anniversary comes up, I think about it and I'm like, fuck, it should have been the first. It should have been the first. Even though I've grown to love the third, I just never forget it. And I'm like, how are we, how? How did, how did we not know? <laughs> we should have known. We should have been early, if anything. And of course, we were scrambling at the last minute, as always. Yep. <laughs> Total myth. <laughs> that was a mess. And my miss that I wanted to mention was, to me, one of the stories I tell to people all the time. Because I think <laughs> in the beginning, we were really genius with our marketing. And it was like... I mean, it was on a budget. It was us doing the the work and putting ourselves out there. What can we, you know, do and and do to bring in more clients? And we thought, let's go to an ice rink. This is perfect. There's men playing hockey. It's like 40 plus nights where, you know, the men's league, the beer league, this is like <laughs> our prime market. We have to go and flyer these cars. And at the time, again, it was us doing it opposed to hiring people. So we go <laughs> late one evening, run around this parking lot, like, you take this side, I'll take this side. And we finally get it all done, jump back in my truck, only to realize it was a women's ring at night. <laughs> it was like all these women coming out being like, who are these women advertising to us? And like, <laughs> not our market, complete fail. It was, I mean, we have advertised at rinks and we'll continue to, but that time <laughs> in particular, I was like, how stupid, should we just have not checked the schedule? Because I'm sure it would have said like women's ring at league every Tuesday evening from seven to nine, but a hundred percent it would have said it was a mess. <laughs> it was such a mess. I remember it was freezing cold. We were super yeah. pissed. The whole thing was a wash. We could have been at home in like our jammies with a glass of wine. Instead, we're running around like hooligans, <laughs> freaking lots in the dark, <laughs> trying to make it work. And yeah just solicited a bunch of middle-aged women it was great <laughs> well any less they told their husbands I mean it's they sure they certainly did it, it would have been a sly like oh my god honey you'll never guess what happened on my way home and like just <laughs> bitching about it and then he's like what's the name again google yeah we love it find us on google yeah uh, but it, it makes because that's so classic Emily and Riley to me it's just the epitome of how we somehow make it work all the time <laughs> and yet stumble over our feet no matter what if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen to us yeah <laughs> we just need a live camera crew so that people could see our bloopers <laughs> you know and it's so funny to me now but at the time it was like you know our whole evening the flyer work the printing we did and to see all these women walking out was like, so stupid. Like, <laughs> so such a piss waste of time and absolutely hilarious. And yeah. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget it. It's too funny. You know, we do have some good ideas every once in a while though. Yeah. And I do, I think it was when we did our second renovation, not the expansion, but the second full reno where we ended up with the, the gray open concept showers and all mm -hmm. that. Um, we were debating our ceilings in the first three rooms, which were the portion of the spa that was baby muse, the initial muse, and it had drop ceiling tiles. And we were wandering around, I think it was Ikea one day, and realized that the shape and size of these certain mirrors that they sell are precisely the size of a ceiling tile. 
And we decided to swap out um, some ceiling mirrors over or ceiling tiles for mirrors over top of the massage tables. Yet we didn't consider, see, this was, this was a hit, but it was still flaky because we didn't consider the weight of said mirrors. We just thought, oh, easy peasy, swap it out. Styrofoam, yeah. heavy mirror. Sure. <laughs> Construction dudes were like, absolutely not. Before you kill somebody and smash them with glass, yes. how about we reinforce the ceiling first, properly attach the mirrors, and then you can have the same effect. And we were like, oh, <laughs> Good thinking. Yeah, that's what we that's what we meant. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> so lo and behold, I love the ceiling mirrors. I think they're awesome for the views. I mean, you can only imagine what you can see. Yeah. Um, but like they're so sturdy and they're so secure. And I will include one little freakishly funny story because part of having massage parlors involves cleanliness and cleaning the rooms all the time. Right. And that includes the mirrors. People touch the mirrors, the walls, the doorknobs, like people touch everything at some point in those rooms. And uh, one thing I never thought I would have to say is can someone clean the ceiling mirrors? Because I remember training a girl, talking about them, looking up to reference and seeing a footprint. And I was like, what? <laughs> a footprint on the ceiling mirror. And I was completely like bewildered by the whole thing I could not in my head compute the math of how on earth this would happen and it ended up being one of our long-term and tallest attendants who somehow okay. ended up in some sort of handstand-ish type position whilst climbing over a guy and her foot was on the mirror <laughs> that is hilarious I'm five feet tall I've never lived life at six feet I was looking at this ceiling like it was Jack's beanstalk. It was the highest thing I could think of. And just picturing someone on the table in a handstand and her feet hit the ceiling. <laughs> this is dangerous, though. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> it was hilarious. And so I was like sitting there training this new girl, talking about how clean we are. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, 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 wait what <laughs> just staring at this thing trying to compute all this stuff and then having to instruct someone can you please clean the ceiling mirrors was awesome afterwards so when you come to me room one two and three check out the Look ceiling up. mirrors yeah. <laughs> and i think too we we come up with some of our best ideas at such odd times and it brings me back into i most of you probably don't know this but i am like queen fan of britney spears um she is my my girl crush my heartthrob i adore her um so i drag emily to her concerts with me and it was a concert in toronto it was her femme fatale tour i believe actually it was um and it was there over many drinks and listening to music and looking at britney that it sparked i mean body slides have always existed but we love to reinvent them and give the girls in training some kind of interesting slides or different dynamics that they can do. And we came up with two of our signature body slides, which is the femme fatale and the womanizer. And if you know Brittany, you know where those names came from. Um, and they're both duo slides that were a great hit. I think girls really enjoyed doing them. I think the guys love them. Um, they still exist but yeah at the Britney Spears concert over drinks two new body <laughs> slides were born it was it was crazy I remember we were very drunk it was a lot of drinks and it was like 
mid concert, like we were well into the concert and all of a sudden it was like, we ended up in this like intense business discussion <laughs> coming up with random ideas. And we were like using our hands to show like one girl could be here and the other girl could do this. Yeah. And then he'll be like this. And then, then like on the, the stage was the names of the like femme fatale was in lights and we're like, that's what we could call it. Yeah. <laughs> it ended up this cheesy, hilarious moment. And then one of them, it, it just, the names fit for the womanizer. The man's kind of in charge of the positioning. Yeah. He's, in, he's the boss. He's he's the womanizer in this one. Yeah. And the other one, he's completely at the mercy of these two babes. So femme fatales yeah. will strip you until you got nothing left but lust. Like, it's I'm perfect. Right. It's so perfect. And so very drunk. <laughs> so very drunk. <laughs> and it's it's just one of those fond memories. I, you know what? I have fun photos actually from that concert of like the, the name I mean they're fuzzy it was on a very old Blackberry but yeah I remember it fondly and uh the concert was great Britney was great and those those duo body slides ended up such a hit especially for duo sessions and things like the mixer and yeah. if you want more moves we'll come up with more moves but just dare us ladies <laughs> come up with some stuff <laughs> Absolutely. I've been dying to use that. <laughs> it's so fun. Hey, we got a lot of hits that we'll brag about throughout this podcast. Yeah. That horn's gonna get some use for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh I wonder when we'll get another moment like that because concerts are always fun, but those yeah. brainstorm moments happen at the most random times. We should yeah, set that up awesome. somehow. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> absolutely hilarious um you know i had a quick call with one of our managers this morning actually and briefly mentioned what we were going to be talking about today on the pod and uh she's like i have a story for you and i was like lay it on me like, I, I love a good story <laughs> especially if it's definitely more recent than my tales from way back in my day um and this one comes from inside the room <laughs> and it was with a particular um attendant who is very skilled in the fetish department. She is well-versed, she is well-equipped in the sense that she has a vast like plethora and selection of different like toys and accessories and fun things, ticklers and spanking things and tie-up things and dildos and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, she went to go run and grab her toy box. I, I say this in quotations on purpose because in the little nook where we kind of keep some of those things, there's no lighting. And she grabbed the toolbox instead. <laughs> and she uh -huh. didn't realize it until she's in the middle of the session. She goes to reach for the toys and pulls out a screwdriver. <laughs> and the client was like, <laughs> terrified. He was terrified. She was staring like, what just happened? They burst out laughing. Manager told me, like, I saw her run out the room all embarrassed, had to go grab the other toy, put the tools back. And I was like, imagine you're in the middle of, like, sexy time and she whips out, like, a power drill. <laughs> That's terrible. Total fail. Absolute miss on that one, but absolutely hilarious. 
I know exactly who you're talking about. And I have I have a fail that I think you're going to remember. Um, this is going back years to when we were in the sex show. So there was a company called Sumo Lounge at the sex show that had these beanbag chairs that were sex furniture, essentially. They were incredibly durable, um, easy to clean, all of the, the right things. And immediately, again, this is probably us drinking, except this is a fail. Um, we were like, this is genius. We need to put these in all the rooms. We need to make a session out of it. So sure enough, we order all these uh, beanbag chairs and bring the girls into the room. I don't remember. You'll have to remind me um, how we named it the dare. So the name of the session was the dare. And essentially, we put this beanbag chair in the kind of the wall, the corner of the wall, and we're trying to teach girls how to body slide on it. I don't know why we thought this was going to be interesting. I don't know what we thought would come of it, but I think the girls were a bit <laughs> baffled. Like, you want us to go on the beanbag and, and it was just I, I think the session launched for at least a week or two but it was such a fail it goes down <laughs> in the history books of like what was Emily and Riley thinking like I think we're usually pretty genius <laughs> and this was just a disaster it was the absolute biggest fail we've ever had I will say because I, I also don't remember how we came to dare but I knew it was like we were coming up with all these creative feature sessions and the whole premise was like, do you dare to try like whatever yeah. we throw at you? We loved how much clients were trusting us with these new yeah. like inventions and they'd give it a whirl. Um, but I do remember it was an acronym. I do not remember what D-A-R-E stood for, but I do remember that it had an actual like meaning yeah. to it. Um, I even remember we had like a proper banner made and hung the banner in the middle of the hallway. I really that. <laughs> I'm willing to go into the second half of the song and advertise the, the dare. Um, and you're right. I think it was on the menu for like two weeks tops because it was a shit show. It ended up being, we didn't consider girls that were like tiny. Like if they're like four foot 11, five foot one, like a hundred pounds soaking wet, how are they bringing this six foot long being bag into the room? We're trying to like, cause it could change in multiple positions. So like, how are they even manipulating this thing? And then having to get the client to do it. And like, this is killing sexy time. And then I remember one girl telling us that like she was with an elderly gentleman and he fell off the whole beanbag and she's like, someone's going to break a hip. <laughs> I think the girls were probably like, yes. what are they wanting us to do on that? Like, it just didn't make sense. But, you know, in the moment we saw the bag, we had the <laughs> wine. It was, it made perfect sense in that moment. That training meeting was priceless because I remember there were still a few ladies that couldn't make it. And so I had two lovely volunteers that were going to cover their face and do the positions and let me take some pictures so I could share it with the staff that missed it. And uh, the positioning was genius. Like the concept was there. It was the execution that was an absolute mess. We had the best of intentions and came up with some really cool, unique, like body slide positions because of how unique and cool this pillow beanbag thing was. And it was an absolute nightmare for everybody involved. I know I ended up taking those things home, giving them a super duper wash down. And they lived in my basement as like, chill out furniture for a very long time and then toss that shit in the garbage. It was an absolute waste of everything. 
And I totally blame the sex show because it sold, we bought. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a big mess. It was a total mess. And you know what? We like to come up with things that that accessorize our sessions. I think the dare is a perfect example of that. The mirrors are a great example of that. But we also like to accommodate to fun little fantasy type things. And if you've always wanted to, or I never got to try, like tell me what it is and I'll find a way to make it, make it happen at like at the spa for you. And also from the sex show, we found a booth that sold basically shower specific accessories. So waterproof toys and accessories you can put in your shower because as we all know, shower sex ain't that easy. And so any replica of, which is what a body slide kind of is, is equally mm -hmm. not that easy and clumsy. Um, and one of the cool things that they had that we ended up getting for every room in the spa was these big like suction cup Velcro handcuffs. So you could playfully like put someone's hands up in the shower and they're like, oh, I can't move. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to do all these things and like <laughs> make it super fun. And some of our more hardcore kinky clients really were like, oh, we're going to use those. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I remember you and I learning that girls didn't just use them in the shower. They used them outside of the shower too. And sometimes that meant just up against like the shower glass and they would take more from the other rooms. So like you're super restrained and, and suspended and whatever. Um, and then one particular client had called and spoke to one of our managers, Nia, a number of times on the phone being like, when are you getting new suction cups? Because those things are wimpy. Like they, they just come off. They just, the Velcro's not tough enough and the suction cup pops off. And Nia was very confused. And she she gave me a heads up to expect the, uh, the email from the client that he might complain. And uh, I was like, I remember pulling on those things at the show before we bought them because we were like, no way. And you can really tug on yeah. them. They're super thick. It's a big ass suction cup. Um, I would, I would, I would try shower sex with one of those and trust the suction cup. Right. And so Nia sent us a video that we're going to play of her giving these things a whirl. And let me tell you, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's one of our best TikToks ever because this shit is funny. <laughs> it was amazing so yeah i don't know how hard he's tugging because this is me pulling i'm i'm leaning right now i'm leaning off of it look like i don't know if you can see my reflection i'm swinging Whee! oh shit and so there she goes flying <laughs> lo and behold client was right we need new suction cups failed and, and another fail <laughs> it happens hilarious but i still think uh, uh there's there's the in the spa fails and then there's the you and i just trying to run the damn business fails just trying to be business owners trying to follow the dream and in my opinion right you take the cake for the greatest the greatest like riley and emily as owners fail <laughs> i do i do and uh, i'm sure so many of you can relate to this um, I used to be really notorious for mistexting people. I, I want to say I haven't done it in years because I'm so aware of how that feels when in that message goes through. Um, but I'm very diligent about checking who the recipient is. But there was a body rub parlor owner. This is going back a long time. 
um, that Emily and I were in talks with to to buy his location. Um, he, he was an interesting feller. Um, you know, he did a bunch of drugs and he'd disappear for days on end. And he'd entertain us one day and set some astronomical price of what he'd sell his business to us for. We'd actually come up with it and be like, we got the money. And then he'd be like, no, it's a hundred thousand more. Like it was just this nonstop circle with this man. We finally <laughs> sit down with him. We come to a deal. We shake on it. We've got him. We get home and I go to text Emily something along the lines of like, we finally caught the slippery duck. And as soon as it sent, I realized I had sent it to him. And this man was notorious for like avoiding our messages or putting us like, you know, waiting for a response for days. He immediately replied something along the lines of like, you haven't caught shit yet. <laughs> and it was like this sinking feeling of regret, like, fuck, what did I just do? How did I send this man a message calling him a duck? Um, <laughs> it was just terrible. Um, I mean, that deal never went through. Um, we, we've later got tattoos to commemorate the whole experience with this gentleman. Um, we are officially duck hunters. We both have our tattoo, which is another <laughs> fail. It, it's um, how would you describe it? <laughs> how would you describe it though? It's it's a blurry mess. It it, it doesn't. It's not English anymore. It's just a blur. <laughs> Looks like we spent time in prison during the war. <laughs> it's like really old. Oh my god! Oh my god! I remember you calling me immediately after that happened, and you were. So beside yourself, first of all, mortified. Second of all, you were like, I think I fucked up the whole deal. <laughs> I was like, what? How did we just go from this like elated high? So what did you just do? Oh and I remember the duck thing coming up because it was all based around this one owner because we had kept trying. He'd set these meeting dates and we'd show up and he would flake. He'd be on these like benders of just coke night would last seven nights and like he wouldn't show up to the meetings and we just felt like we were hunting this guy all the time and we weren't ready to announce publicly what we were doing and this was back in the day when like the only social media was facebook and so <laughs> facebook statuses were all you could do on there as well and we were like we're out going hunting and like hunting somehow became duck hunting and like we'd missed the duck, we, you know, we lost it, we shot the duck, we we scored the duck, we fed the duck, we had coffee with the duck. Like, and I remember getting personal messages, our personal pages, friends being like, Are you guys single and, and out <laughs> looking for men? Like, is this is that like code for dick? <laughs> I swear to this day, people even believe it is. I'm like, no, these they're ducks. <laughs> they're anything we hunt. And at the time it was this guy. <laughs> Like the whole like video game of duck hunter, the nostalgia, yeah. like it just made sense. But you couldn't convince anyone that it wasn't dick hunting. I know, <laughs> so funny. But I would correct people and be like, "But you realize I I posted that at like two thirty in the afternoon on a Tuesday, right? Right. We're not talking two a.m. on a Saturday night when I'm like out from the club. Like I'm literally in a meeting, and you're yeah. wondering if I'm searching and hunting for dick or dick, like." 
First of all, I don't need to hunt. <laughs> what the fuck do you do on a Tuesday <laughs> to make you think this is like what we're up to? And it was hilarious. Family, friends, anytime we put a status, they were in both of our comment section just trying to figure it out. And lo and behold, the slippery duck. And now we have a lot of fun with that name in general. We call Muse the Duck Pond. The, the Muses are the ducklings. Ironically, York University is just north of us, and that's called Pond Road. Pond, yeah. <laughs> like, the pond is right there. Like, it's just totally all lines. It's all lines. Which is the irony of us, right? As much as we fuck up and trip over things, things, lucky girl syndrome is there, and things just come together. And so the ducklings, the duck pond, we're the duck hunters, and have this to prove it. And whatever we're after is the duck. <laughs> It's true. You know, we'll get into more stories about that guy and that whole adventure, um, definitely in another episode, because that in itself was a ride. Yeah. I've never met anyone like him before and no one like him since. No. It was it was definitely more stress than it was needed or worth. And uh it ended up in some funny, funny tales by the conclusion. So I think I think we're legends. Let's shoot again because <laughs> Oh, you have your own. I thought there was just one. I wanted to make so noise. <laughs> I think we, like I said, we, we try some shit. We fail and fall flat on our faces. We get up and we keep trucking. And we get to laugh about it later with all of you guys watching us. <laughs> so I think that wraps up this awesome hit and miss episode. <laughs> Let's keep dotting and nodding to the list because there's definitely a bunch more. We, uh, we we triumph and fuck up a lot. It's great. <laughs> we need some more home runs, though. It's so true. It's so true. Guys, if you have ideas, if you have questions about any of these stories, you want to add to anything or um, comment below, send us some DMs or email us. Follow, subscribe, join the Patreon family. We've got some exclusive episodes over there. So make sure you sign up for that. Follow us on all social media. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank <laughs> you.